What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Hey guys, it's Matt. Um, This week has been a little bit of a rough one for Dylan and I's schedule, so we didn't have a new episode to release, but as fate would have it, I was on another podcast called My Favorite Episode Of, where I was talking about a Christmas episode of The Goldbergs. So I figured, why not release that episode on this feed as well, since I know eventually we would have talked about the episode. And honestly, I opened up about the episode uh, pretty emotionally, and I don't know if I would want to go through that type of conversation again. Uh, so enjoy, and if you like the show, go and subscribe to my favorite episode of On Any Podcasting App. It's a really great show, and Julie and Kathleen do an excellent job hosting it. Hey, everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Krista Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience and we want to help you start your own podcast we know podcasting and we want to share that knowledge with you so whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast we want to help or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work well we can help you with that also you can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information we're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality Everybody. What's up, everybody? It's another episode of my favorite episode of with Julian Kathleen and producer, producer Matt. Matt. 
I didn't know if we were going producer or not. No, he's producer today. He's producer. He Matt. hasn't really been fresh. No, he hasn't been fresh when at all. When he acts out, that's when producer comes. Oh, I never even knew what the reason was. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like oh. your evil twin. Yeah. Oh. It was the Laguna oh. screw up. So you're you're oh. producer. God. Anyway, it's a map pick. And I feel like I feel like Matt might cry talking about this. Matt cries. I'm walking out. I'm quitting on the job. There's a 110 percent chance that I will struggle to get through a portion of this. That last scene is the most Matt scene ever. Oh my god! The whole episode. Matt picked this episode because it is about Matt. (laughs) This is a very self-centered. Well, I was gonna say like. There are TV show characters that I relate to in some way, be it like I always really connect it with Zach Braff's character in Scrubs. I've always really connected with Eric Foreman in that 70s show. But the Goldbergs, Adam Goldberg is literally I feel like I'm looking into a mirror. And I second that. Yeah. (laughs) With like growing up with you, like 100 percent. That is you. And it's not that far off from me now either, but it's definitely no, me at that age. But it's definitely you as like a kid. Yeah, it's it's you presently and as a child. Yeah. Well, and we'll get into that in the final speech. Oh wait, so this is season four, episode ten. Uh Han Aka Solo. Solo. Love it. <laughs> so I knew that I wanted to pick this. Uh I was going to hold off until uh the next round of Christmas episodes, but for reasons, I decided to to pick it early. Hmm. One of one of them is obviously that you know Julie's gonna have a baby soon, and mm-hmm. I I really needed Julie to be here to kind of back up some of the things that I say about why this this specific episode is so special to me. It's actually the first episode of the Goldbergs I ever watched. Oh, by recommendation or by happenstance? By happenstance. Wow. I was at my parents' house. This was I think I was living here at the time. And I went over and was just kind of hanging out and it was on. And I actually remember producer bat did come out (laughs) a little bit because I was getting so frustrated because I was watching it with my dad and maybe Julie, but possibly me. Okay. Maybe Jamie then. And the whole time they just go and it's you. (laughs) I was like, and that's like frustrating anytime you're watching something but like it kept happening and then like the ending happens and I just started to really get like emotional and then they were like laughing at me because I was getting emotional (laughs) so I was just like this isn't this isn't going my way but I immediately was like I like this show people had been texting me for years and they're like you have to watch the Goldbergs the Goldbergs is you it is there's never been a show that is more Matt Kelly than this show so my friend Lorelai had just given birth to a baby and she was pretty much just stuck inside with the baby all day. So I had a day off from work and she was like, hey, come meet the baby and we'll just like knock out a season of the Goldbergs. And that's literally what we did. I showed up at 9 a.m. We ordered for lunch and dinner and we just sat on the couch and watched a full season of the show. <laughs> Ordering out and watching a show with like one of your best friends is literally the best. That's it's, what dreams are made of. It's like top five best ways to spend an evening oh it's so mind. nice like, like when the christmas special came out of yeah. high school musical and me and you got drunk and ate buff chickies and yeah. just watched that of course it was just the best like i was like i can't think of a better friday night <laughs> yeah <laughs> i agree with that but yeah so i watched the show and the thing with this episode is i don't think it's the funniest episode that they've ever done of the goldbergs i don't even think it's particularly the best episode of the goldbergs in in any major way this is actually really when the show started to become 
far too self-aware and I started to like lose interest in it. But there's a moment in the ending, and we'll get to the ending later, where I cried when I watched it. When I sat down and did the full rewatch of the show from start to finish, I cried when this episode came on again. And every single time that I've watched this show, I've cried. When I try to explain to people why it hits me so hard, I start to cry as well. It's going to be a first for the pod. Tears. There's going to be some real human tears by the time we're done this. Yeah, because I was watching it today on my lunch break, and he started talking about the the scene that he's referring to and said he was starting to get choked up, and I was like, please stop talking. (laughs) Do not cry. Yeah. No, we'll get there. The thing that I do think is great about this show is that it really does capture the best parts of your childhood at times. Mm -hmm. Like the opening with him circling the toys in the magazines, like 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. yeah. Like we used to get the Toys R Us catalogs. Oh, you just, I want this one. Yeah. Yeah, Circling it all, writing lists. Like, I mean, we all are big on the holidays and we voice that (laughs) very often on this podcast. And it's just like sad. Like I think that's one of the things I'm like most excited about of like being a parent is, is having that is having that like the little joy. kid being so excited like for holidays and stuff like that when it just like kind of goes away when you're older. Yeah, it gets it gives you that spirit back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. But yeah, I loved the opening scene because it's like everyone did that. While we're there, um, I just want to say I have thought I had seen many episodes of the Goldbergs. Yeah. Probably right now I've never seen this the theme song. Well, I've never heard this theme song. I've never seen this theme song not once. Like I thought it was a dinner table show. Like I've seen it. Yeah. It's set in around Philly. They're always wearing flyer shirts and shit. Like they're always. And I was like, why don't I recognize this theme song even for yeah. one second? It's also very short. The thing yeah. that I kind of hate about the theme song, and I don't know if it's mixed better when you watch it on Hulu, but like on the DVDs specifically, the theme song is mixed like 20 decibels louder than the rest of the show. So like, I would like turn up the volume because I'm like, I can't hear what they're saying. And then all of a sudden the theme song would come on. I'd be like, Jesus. I don't even remember. What was the theme song? I don't know. It's like a, it's like a keyboard going crazy. And it's basically just like, I'm twisted up inside. Just thinking of the things I need to say. Oh my God. Did (laughs) I watch that? (laughs) I don't remember that. Well, it's funny because I have exactly two notes written down. I have a lot of stuff in my head to say, but the the one was never heard the song in my life, and the second one is of course you picked a holiday episode in May. Yes, Julie said that as soon as I so walked in brand. from getting a Starbucks. So fucking on brand. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. It's on brand. Whatever. I love it. I love holiday episodes always, and yep. this one was. I thought it was really good for the record. Of course, I just said I don't really watch the Goldbergs, mm-hmm. but I thought it was so enjoyable. Like the yeah. two older siblings to me have so much chemistry. The mom's comedic beats fucking lit i was like oh my god she is killing this this role was made for her yeah Uh, i've said before that the other reason why i relate to this show and it's definitely not to this level but donna and jim definitely have some of the traits and elements of the parents on the goldbergs like there are episodes Hmm. where i'm watching it and like Bev's whole storyline of kind of pseudo lying to get her kids to do something that she wants them to do is so much Julie and I's mom yeah. sometimes. Like, I know, that's what I was just going to say when you said you turned into producer when you were mad that they were saying it's you. Yeah. Matt has pulled up multiple YouTube videos from the Goldbergs being like, Mom, you have to watch this. This is so you. So I'm like calling the ghetto black, aren't we? Well, usually it's because she'll say something and it's like, you sound exactly like her right Well, now. the one thing that like and this sounds like I'm like totally trashing my dad I'm not my dad is my boy I yeah. ride for Shout him 
Shout out Big Jim. Uh, but the one scene where he's like talking to the dad about the Star Wars Christmas special and he keeps pretending to fall asleep. I'm like, that is my <laughs> dad. <laughs> Our dad has probably done that to you oh, on sure. multiple occasions. There was so this is the story that dad loves to tell of me as a kid. This will start the descent into why I connect with the show so much. But I didn't have a ton of friends in school, especially in like elementary school and middle school. And when you would go into the library, you could like get out any book. And I got out every I had read every single peanuts slash charlie brown comic book because i relate it so much to charlie brown Aww. and i told my dad that and he's like what are you talking about and he's like you know like just no one ever wants to hang out with me and i just feel like i have like bad luck all the time <sighs> and he said shut up blockhead you've got friends <laughs> and, I was like, and i was like god damn it dad <laughs> like that's just Aww. always been his humor is he like leans into it and he loves that story for some reason but yeah. like the other thing, this isn't in this episode so much, but early on in the series, the big joke is that as soon as the dad comes home from work, he immediately takes off his pants and is just hanging out in his boxers, which isn't so much our dad now, but like five years ago, sure was. there was definitely a roll of a dice if you came in the house if there was going to be pants on our dad or not. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> Fuck pants. <laughs> just living his life. Yeah. I think that this episode does capture a lot of great things about childhood. One of my notes is I want that Kermit the Frog trash can, which of course it also shirt's not in here. No, not yet. <laughs> I'm sure he ordered it. <laughs> sure, it's on its way. Special ordered from eBay. Yeah, been betting on it for weeks. <laughs> I do own the Star Wars Holiday Special because I'd heard how bad it is, and it's bad. It's real. It's like the first thirty minutes is just Chewbacca's family having conversations with no subtitles and you have no clue oh what's God. going on and you're just like why is this happening but everything that they say in there is 100% accurate where they're just about like about the movie I was yeah, wondering they're just that. like they're like why was B. Arthur like a bartender and it's like yep B. Arthur just shows up and sings like a sexy song about closing up the bar to hook up with somebody mm. like it's just a weird no one understands why it exists. Half the cast was like on coke when they were making it. It's, and it's it was, bad. It, and they said in the show it was before Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, this was literally like Star Wars was the biggest thing. And they were like, well, we don't know if this will continue to be popular. So let's cash in right away. So it came out like the same year as the first Star Wars movie. Little did they know it was going to be like the biggest franchise that has ever existed. But mm -hmm. yeah, so that's like the, the setup that's to the so Star true. Wars. I kind of don't care that much about the Bev and the two siblings storyline in this. I'm not oh, sure I if you get, it. okay, let's so talk funny. about that for a little bit then. I just loved it. I, I, I was more into that than the other one. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's totally fine. <laughs> what did you think? I liked both storylines to be honest. Like I, I actually was just going to say, I think I would add this episode to like an episode that I watched during the holidays. Me too. Like I, I agree would watch this. All Again. the singing and stuff is so funny and cute. And, and the, the sister is such a rapping. good singer. She's the most beautiful She's, voice. She sings on so many episodes. Yeah. Like season five, I think season five or season six, the whole premise is that she drops out of college to just pursue her dream of being a musician. Now, and are they twins? No. No. He, okay. She's a year older than okay. him, I think. And then like Adam's like a freshman in high school. Got it. I was looking for my girl, AJ Michalka, but she was not. No, married. she did not appear in this episode, which is wild. They're going on tour <laughs> next May. Did you I, know that? I already bought tickets. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> Alan AJ for life. Yeah. Yeah, I got two tickets. But yeah, I mean, this one, I th I'm glad that I picked this one for a couple reasons, but one of them is that like, especially if Julie hadn't really seen that many episodes, they don't really dive into too many of the side characters for too much. You get like the one bully that like sells in the VHS tape 
but that's about it. Like yeah. there's there's not a lot of like side characters. It's very family focused. But let's let's get into the the elephant in the room for this. As Julie knows, I had a very very close relationship with my grandfather. Stop staring at me. I, I have to look, look at, at something. Kathleen, I'm don't staring look. at I'm staring at the Chewbacca up there. He's staring at me, and I'm Sorry. laughing. Sorry. So this can't continue. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. But I had a very close relationship with my grandfather, and he unfortunately died when I was in 10th grade. And my whole life, I've felt robbed by that. Like, I felt robbed that, like, he never saw me drive. He never saw me graduate high school. He never saw me go to college. He's never seen me, like, pursue my dreams. He was always so supportive of whatever I wanted to do. When I wanted to learn guitar, he'd sit down and try to teach me how to play chords. Like when I told him I wanted to make movies, he would just buy me movies and show me movies and explain to me like how they were done. And like he had this big music room that was just records and instruments and old VHS tapes. And we would just sit there and spend hours. There'd be like a family party and him and I would just be on this patio for like three hours away from the party just like listening to music playing music watching movies together so the relationship that adam has with his grandfather really captures a lot of that and there's there's one line early on that i'd like to believe is how my grandfather felt about me where the the dad is very like whatever about the fact that adam has like stopped caring about this stuff and he goes his childlike wonder is what makes him adam and that's why i love the boy so much mm-hmm. And like that was like that like gets me kind of choked up, but it's the final scene. Whenever I watch that, I remember watching it for the first time, and I literally felt like my grandfather was speaking to me from the beyond, and like encouraging me through this show to like not get so like <laughs> tied up in in the world. You know that whole thing where he says like never lose that childlike wonder. Mm-hmm, like it's. Yeah. It's what makes you special. I don't get it. How do you manage to always see the good in everything? It's easy if you never lose your childlike wonder. Doesn't matter how old you are. People like us always have it. Really? 
Really? I need you to promise me one thing. Always hold on to that wonder, no matter what. I will, Pop. I love you. I know. And like every time, God, here it comes. Every time I watch <laughs> I was this, like, you're holding up pretty well. Yeah, every time I watch this episode, though, I feel that every single time, and it there's such a mix of emotions that come from it, and it's yeah. not in every episode. Like, there's definitely episodes. There's episodes where he keeps showing up with a banjo and playing songs for him on the banjo, Aww. but like this specific episode, more than any episode, I really feel that connection every single time that I watch it. Yeah, and the actor just died. Um, oh. This year, so uh, like I haven't watched the Goldbergs in two or three years, but I feel like is it still it's still on? Yeah, they're still doing more seasons, so I feel like I'm going to have to watch that episode. You must like that's going to be so upsetting. For you know, me. I don't know that whole story, but I, but I had no, I knew that you told me like just the gist of it. You're like yeah. this this one hits for me, yeah. and I'm gonna cry. So I I figured I knew how much your grand father meant to you and i was watching it and i was like damn like yeah. that i mean i've never even known a grandfather and i was like fucking hell that this seems lit yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so like i'm i'm jealous of that but at least you know no you get the time right you like you celebrate yeah. the time that you did get mm -hmm. and like yeah i was gonna say like you got 10th grade i got third grade yeah so no it's tough it's and and that's the thing and it's like i have all of i still keep i never will not have a vcr because i have so many tapes of him yeah like playing and there was a day i found a box of tapes and the one was we used to do these big we still do but we do these big family reunions and when he was alive he was like mr cameraman and he would walk around and film it and he would just you know he would be talking to people or sometimes he would just sit and film and do like his own little commentary track to what was going on and i just laid there and listened to his voice for four hours mm -hmm. like just listening to him talk and like thinking about him and you know, I, I still, it's been, fuck, it's been almost 20 years. He's, I've known him dead longer than I've known him alive, which is a wild thing to think about. But like, yeah. you know, I still just, I feel so robbed yeah. of those things. Um, every what time. side of the family? It was mom. on my mom's side. Mm. It's kind of why I think I'm very close with my mom because when that happened, her and I leaned on each other a lot. Because she was a wreck and she knew I was a wreck. And I remember that funeral. I didn't go see him in the hospital. There was something I just could not do. Sure. In my mind, I was like, if I see him as he's fading, that's the only thing I'm going to remember for mm -hmm. the rest of my life. So I actively didn't go. And I wrote him this like long note telling him how much he meant to me, how much I love him, how much I'm going to miss him. Because it wasn't like, oh, he might, like, it was inevitable. He was not coming out of that hospital. Mm -hmm. And I remember my mom telling me, she gave him the letter and he kept crying. And then he told her, you have a really special kid. And I hope he knows that. Aww. Pregnancy hormones, they're getting yeah. me. Yeah. You better stop. <laughs> when we went to the, when we went to the funeral or to the viewing, I was afraid to like go up to the coffin. And she's like, you have to go up to the coffin. You have to go up to the coffin. And he had my note in his hand in the coffin. And she said that was something he asked for was he wanted to be buried with it. Like, we're and all sobbing here, like, Mac. And you fucking so, not. <laughs> oh, here it comes. There they are. But like this episode, like I said, this episode, that scene just means so much to me. And like every time I think about it, it, it hits the same way every single time. That like I had this beautiful relationship with my grandfather 
And I always feel like he's riding right there mm. with me at all times. And I remember that the first time I heard that speech, no one could convince me that it wasn't him speaking to me right. from beyond the grave. It was just clear clear as day to me. I cannot <laughs> believe that this is happenstance, the first episode you've ever seen of the Goldberg. That's, that is and that's what I mean. I was just going to say, that was a sign. Yeah. That is a sign. I, yeah. I fully believe that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Like, it's sure. just like, it, it's the only way that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, it's the show The Goldbergs is a really fine show and I do enjoy it but you know we were talking about it last week when we were talking about like like Modern Family where it's just like you kind of see one episode of the Goldbergs you get the you get the vibe yeah <laughs> you know it's interesting though I was really impressed by this episode like I thought it was really fast paced I thought the jokes were on like yeah. I, I was not like okay corny like Big Bang Theory just looking for the laugh type like stupid joke I was like that these are thought out very funny smartly written jokes yeah i was impressed i think the difference and and this is coming from me who's like very very vocal hater of big bang theory adam goldberg is undeniable as a geeky true to himself guy and this is based on his true like his life story he wrote one of my favorite films this film called fanboys which captures a lot of the same energy of something like Goldberg's where it's very geek centric. It's very funny, but it has dramatic, uh, dramatic beats. Big Bang Theory. When I, when I've watched a handful of episodes, none of it ever feels like actual geeky people writing geeky characters. It just kind of feels like people who've been around guys who read comic books or like been around dudes who were in like AP classes. Sure. And they're like, this is what I think they're like, but you watch like the Goldberg's and it's like, he gets the spazziness of being a fan (laughs) so perfectly. There's an episode I remember my mom called me and was like, you need to watch the opening of the Goldbergs right now. Like last (laughs) night's episode. And Julie, you'll, you'll appreciate this. The episode is that it's his birthday and his mom for his birthday buys him a full scale replica of Pee Wee Herman's bicycle. And he immediately runs upstairs and dresses in in a Pee Wee outfit and is like pedaling around the block thinking he's the coolest kid. And it just keeps cutting from like his vision of what's happening to like everyone else just being like, what is going on? But I'm like, yeah, that's, I mean, if my mom was like, here's the Pee Wee bike, I'd been like, all right, let me go get the Pee Wee suit. (laughs) That's hilarious. Fucking dork. I am a loser. I love it. That's oh right. my, my good God. That's the only way to be. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, these days, losers are cooler than cool people. Yeah, yeah cool people. No, there is that's cool. What, um, that's cool what, doesn't exist. That's what Cruel Summer's about, right? It's about how like she should just hang yeah, out with the dorky kids. Yeah, Jeanette Turner. <laughs> fuck Jeanette Turner. Gosh. On my birthday, Julie posted on Instagram and called me Jeanette Turner. Oh, what a mean thing I know. to do. I just thought it would be funny. I got a few responses being like, savage. <laughs> I'm like, I know, brat. God, I hate her. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She makes me ill. Yeah. I feel bad too because it's an ad or something came up where it was like Olivia Holt who plays Kate and the actress that plays Jeanette like talking to each other like on like a video chat or whatever. It came up on an Instagram post. And I was like, this poor girl, like I can't even watch this because I hate Jeanette that yeah. I won't watch and she's this. Probably like the and she's sweetest, an innocent actress, young yeah. actress. And I'm just like. Totally. So yeah. the only other thing that I had written down that I wanted to talk about, how good and underutilized of a Christmas song is put a little love in your heart. Okay, like, that's that's the other note I wanted to say. Yeah, like, I love, I didn't, why, how was that a Christmas yeah, song? Yeah, I didn't know so that was a Christmas the song. The only connection I can think of, I'm sure it's a reference to this because it's Adam Goldberg and he's a nerd. The movie Scrooged with Bill Murray mm. ends with them all singing Put a Little Love in Your Heart. Okay. Mm. And that was like 
an 80s comedy starring one of the Ghostbusters, like just based on everything about Adam Goldberg and this show, there's no way that that's not supposed to be like a subtle reference to it. But I've told our mom multiple times, like, you should really just toss this in one of the church services when you're doing like Christmas music. Like even it's just an opener. It's just such a like hopeful, pretty, uplifting song. Like it's so pretty. And I've yet to hear a version that I don't love like yeah i only love it because it was in the supergirl the flash crossover which i was obsessed with like had the that version on my spotify playlist forever i was like an everyday kind of song for me but yeah this was a good pick and i enjoyed the episode um i'm glad i agree i think i believe in that kind of shit that he was talking to you yeah i love that tv speaks to you like that because it does it to me too i mean i think that that's what it's a i mean mean, that's why we watch it right like I said it in the Winona episode, but in case no one listened to that, because they're like, nobody did. 90 minutes, Winona, no. No um, shot. <laughs> nobody did. No shot. Uh, yeah. No, we're almost at 100 on that one. Really? Yeah. It's just Kathleen. <laughs> just listening to it over and over again. No, I haven't listened to it, actually, because I, I re-edited it. it. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, it's too much for me. <laughs> like, I am I'm have to wean myself off of Winona because yeah. it was taking over my life. But it is one of those, like, I said it in that episode, and I'll say it again, like, TV sometimes can express how I'm feeling better than I could ever put it into yeah. words where I could be like, just watch this episode and you'll you'll get where my headspace is, which I can't think of. Like sometimes you can do that with a song, but like there's not a lot of other mediums where you can be like, watch this and you will fully understand me as a human being. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with and that. And this episode of Goldbergs is pretty big on that list of like, if you watch this episode, you will know me better than you thought you knew me. I will say that the one line I'm going to, I didn't write anything down. I'm such an asshole, but because I was watching on my phone, yeah. I was struggling. The one line right in the beginning when he's like, stop what you're doing or whatever. And he's like, if I stop what I'm doing, there'd be less, I'd be doing more <laughs> than what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah. like, that is perfect. That is such a great line. It's so dumb. I'm like yeah. it, it would, he's like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> like I can't stop. On- and his bedroom uh, Adam's bedroom is just filled with all the things you love, like the Jaws poster, yeah. the Muppets calendar, Muppets calendar, Kermit the Frog trash oh, can. Oh God, it's so good. I agree with Kathleen though. I think this was a great pick. I'm glad we did a little Christmas special in May. That's so us. I know. Once yeah. like Fourth of July is over, that's when like full on fall. Yeah. Do I, not need. Yeah. <laughs> really don't need July 5th until like September 2nd. And our our <laughs> house. I mean, as Matt knows, he's been living with us. Our house is very excited for halloween kills and that's coming out this october yeah this so. house is stoked for it all right well that wraps it up matt made a sob i hope that you Thanks, guys matt. sobbed i was actually like i couldn't control my tears yeah. i was really glad that kathleen was talking I'm, I'm actually proud i held it together you didn't you even did. hear i didn't kim k at all during no this. i was expecting kim k i was a little scared i'm not gonna lie <laughs> no i mean i didn't know the note story yeah oh, so i think didn't. that's why it hit different because oh, yeah. i didn't know that and i can't hear stuff like that so. i still cried the story Oh my god, I'm gonna tear up thinking about it. When you got lost in Kajahaka when you were a kid. Yeah. That that makes me cry. <laughs> that wraps it up for today. Thank you, producer Matt, for being producer Matt and not producer Bat. We appreciate it. We loved and this you. pick. We loved how important it was. All right. And we love you. Aw. Love ya. Aw. Toonie. Love you Toonie. too. <laughs> Matt, you say Toonie before we Toonie. There you go.
This has been my favorite episode of. My favorite episode of is produced by Matt Kelly as part of the Geekscape Network and hosted by Julie and Kathleen. Check out our show notes for all of our socials and email us at myfavoriteepisodepodcast at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting apps, and we'll be back next week with a new episode of My Favorite Episode Of. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.